Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome to episode 40 of the Rise and Run podcast. So glad you're with us. If you're out on the road doing your training run, don't stop unless it's a walk break. We'll stick with you the whole way. I'm your host, Bob. I'm here with my co-hosts, Allie. Hi, friends. With Lexi. Hi. With Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With Jack. Hi. With John. How you doing? And with Alicia. Hi. And we have two special guests with us tonight. Our debut episode for our Council of Costumes, Pamela. Hey there. And Cindy. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you with us, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Kristen was also going to join us. Unfortunately, like so many of us either have or I'm not going to wish it on anybody. COVID struck. It will affect your ability to speak. I can tell you that personally. So Kristen's missing tonight. We'll have her back the next time the Council of Costumes meet. We're going to get into that in just a little bit, but before we do, something happened at Run Disney this weekend. Something, Alicia, what happened at Run Disney this weekend or this this week? I think that they opened a few spots for <laughs> some of the races, and I got into Dopey. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I know, right? The whole gang's that doing something off my shoulders. now. Yeah. yeah, the gang will all be there, huh, John? Yep. Yeah, that. And is... Now the margaritas won't be on Alley. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to take that back on. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, great news! Great news, as I am want to say, it's not a run Disney weekend if Alicia's not there. That's my personal experience, anyway. Um, I'm glad I'm so, I'm so happy because I know it means so much to you. It does. I was touched by the number and it wasn't an overwhelming number, but the number of people from listeners of the podcast who, when it opened up, messaged me and said, Bob, dopey's open. You need to get in. And Greg called me and, uh, I meant a lot gang. I appreciate that. Now I thought hard about it. But I did not register for Dopey. I'm, as many of you know, coming back uh, from a significant uh, total knee replacement. I really think the extra miles involved in training between now and Dopey would be pushing it just a little bit. Having said that, I took advantage and I registered me and my wife, Becky, for the 5K. So we'll be there at the 5K. I'll be cheering you on at the half. I'll be sleeping during the 10K, by the way. You can think of me. All right. Uh, I'll be cheering you on at the half, and then I'll be there for the marathon. So I'm happy with that. This is something that we have brought up uh, several times before, especially when we had that first episode post-marathon weekend registration. We were all venting our frustrations about how that whole morning and afternoon went 
But the one thing that we did chat about was there is a specific Twitter account out there that I don't know exactly how you do this in terms of, I don't know if it's a bot thing or whatnot, but if you are a member of Twitter, there is an account called Disney Race Availability, and their handle is at run D-I-S-R-E-G status. And what you can do is you can follow that specific Twitter account and then also set up alerts. So that way, if one of these races does become available, you'll get alerted right away on your phone saying now available. And I believe they do put a link into the registration page. And then they will also alert you then when it does close. Now, obviously, the instance that you know Bob and Alicia have been talking about that was unprecedented because number one, that was all the races that were open and they were open for a good 20 to 30 minutes or so. Now I will say after that time, I have been getting these granted. I'm not looking for any races to sign up for, but I have been getting these notifications constantly over the course of the last week or so. Now, granted the races are probably open no more than, you know, five minutes or anything like that. But if you're still vying for one of those spots, and Grant, I have seen these for Wine and Dine. We have seen them for Marathon Weekend. And every once in a blue moon, they do pop up for Princess as well, too. So if you are looking for one of those races, follow that Twitter account. It could be your your golden ticket into these races. And as usual, I'll be sure to put uh, a direct link to that Twitter account so you can follow it in this week's show notes. Also, if you're not a Twitter follower... And you have Telegram. He has a Telegram app also that does the same thing. So we'll get that in there too. Yeah, good idea. So Alicia, was that how you got your dopey notification or was it a listener that that told you? Um, it was kind of a few things. I saw somebody, I saw Ryan Does Disney posted on Instagram and I thought, oh, that was from earlier today because it had opened while I was at work. And then I got the Twitter notification and you guys messaged me at the same time and other listeners message me as well, um, which I'm very, very, very grateful for. So uh, we all, all had of you back. Yes, yeah, we I all appreciate it. Yes, That's very I'm stressful. so excited. <laughs> yeah, sure is. So, so there we are. So now the whole Rise and Run gang and the Council of Costumes will be at uh, Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, and many, many, many of you too. We look forward to seeing you there. Hey, um, looking back at last week's show, <laughs> well, before I do that, hop on over, friends, hop on over to the Will Run For podcast, because our very own Greg is featured on what they call Inside the Runner's Studio, special episode that they have. Runs about, oh, what is it, about 30 minutes, I think. Yeah, right? 30 minutes or so, yep. It's a fun, they're a fun group. It's a fun interview. We think you'll enjoy it. We'll run for, and Greg is inside the runner studio. Uh, now, let me go back real quickly to last week's episode. And I, I wanted to, this comes under alibis and apologies. If you, we asked Jeff as many of the submitted questions as we could. If you did not hear your name, that doesn't mean that we didn't ask your question. Either multiple people ask the same question, or what happened in a lot of cases is that we found that as Jeff was answering one question, he'd answer two or three more. So we did our very best to get your questions in there 
if we completely omitted it, I apologize, but I don't think we did. And if you didn't hear your name, that's the reason why. Other thing from last week's show, I have had more comments about dew points from either from Facebook, from Instagram, from the customized training program, then let's see, we're on episode 30, that 40, that was episode 39. I've had more comments on dew points than I had on anything we that I've done in episodes one to 38 combined. So, hey, <laughs> it was fun. And if it helps you out, I'm glad that it did. I saw someone made a comment today in customized training about how the humidity gets lower during the day and the percentage of humidity does get lower during the day. That's not because the dew point goes down. The dew points generally, unless you got a front passing, they generally stay the same. They don't move that much during a day. What happens is the temperature goes up. Hot air can hold more moisture, and therefore the relative humidity goes down during the day, but it still feels yucky. As as the weatherman here in the Tampa area this, this morning said, hey, if you like stepping outside and feeling like you're breathing inside a bowl of soup, today's the day for you. <laughs> so, so that's what's going on. All right. Two points. Okay. Uh, enough of that. Let's take a look. We're, let's look at the training plan for week three. And we have our typical twice a week, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, whatever you're doing, 30 to 45 minutes. And the long run, quotes around long, this week is back to three miles. Uh, it was three the first week, then four. Now it's three. It'll do that from time to time. It'll bump up and then come back to three. There's a reason behind that. That doesn't mean you need to go beyond the three. Just do what's there. Gang, uh, let's go around real quick. And uh, Cindy and Pamela, we, we want you to chime in on this too. How's your training going? Uh, let me, I'm looking at my list here. Let's, hey, Cindy, I'm going to start with you as one of our guests. How's your training going? For and are you, what are you training for? For dopey? Well, I'm actually signed up for wine and dine, so that's of course coming up as well. But because it's kind of the race before the dopey, of course, dopey's ultimately my 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 ultimate goal is to train harder for that because it's a longer run. The the training's going well, but I have to attribute, and I'm not sure if you all are familiar with this, but there is a group that's on Facebook called Run uh, Streaking with the Cool Kids. And it is a goal that is placed uh, by this little Facebook group that your goal is to run just what run or walk one mile a day for the month of June. And every year is kind of a motivational to kind of kickstart your, your, yeah. your running. And yeah. so I started that in June, completed 100 miles in June, actually Ooh, about 100. Wow, wow. And, yeah. and so that kickstarted into July. So my training's going really well. Outstanding. I don't usually get a hundred and dopey training till November, December. That's outstanding. It, and, but it's always just a day, you know, just a mile yeah. a day or then some. And it's amazing how many miles will accumulate over a course of 30 days. So. Yeah, they do. They do add up. You're right. Good job. Thank uh, you. Jack, how about you? How's it going? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So first off, just if you don't know, I have a job where I'm outdoors in the basically the heat the entire day. And so right now my problem is, is that I have heat rashes on uh -oh. the top of my feet, which are very oh. irritating with shoes. 
So I have taken just a short bit of time off to make sure that I can get better. But I mean, I did seven miles, I guess, yeah. on Sunday. But yeah. That's yeah. cool. Cindy did, Cindy did 100, but seven's good. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. There's nothing for me this time. <laughs> You're Zach, I'm not, I'm not worried about you. I, I, I know I know you've got this. You're good to go. Yeah, I, understand I appreciate the support. Some... Yeah, well, you know I really you you know I've got your back. I know. Yeah. How about how about it, John? How's it going? It's going pretty good. I went to the ortho on Thursday, last Thursday, drained some fluid out of my knee. Feels yeah. great. Feels great now. Good, 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 good. So good. I'm still still walking, trying to Make sure keep the infl- inflammation down doing the stuff to, yep. you know, make sure I'm not going to get get back to where I was. You know, I was being stupid probably a little bit too, you know. Oh, you I know, get it. You know, moving, you know, mulch piles and all that other uh-huh. fun stuff. You know how it is, Bob. Like dirt. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, Seven tons of dirt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, th- that kind of stuff. So I'm taking it a little easy and hopefully it's going to be where I need to be. Good, John. Uh, Jeff tells us, Chris tells us, I know from experience, the walking will benefit your endurance. So you're good to go. Glad to hear it. Uh, Alicia. My training is going really well. Um, As we talked about last week, I'm on a little bit of a different training plan than everybody else. So I did 10 miles today and that ultimately went well. Um, I did get a little bit of heat exhaustion. It wasn't super hot today in Minnesota, but my route, the sun was pounding on me all all the miles, except for one. So yeah, it was it was very hot. But otherwise, it went really really well. Um, and the rest of my training days have been good. So yeah. Well, that sounds good, Alicia. And yeah, you're right. Boy, if you can avoid the the direct radiant heat from the sun, you know, get just get in the shade. And I sometimes you can't, but if you can, it makes a huge difference. All right, Pamela, how are you doing? And you're also getting ready for Dopey, right? I am. I'm doing dopey, but uh, a little bit before that, I have a race in California at the end of September. I have the Chicago Marathon in October. Oh, very good. Very nice. And I'm doing all three races at uh, Wine and Dine. So I have a lot of things before dopey, but um, I've had an ongoing hip issue because I now have arthritis in my hips. But the more I move, the better I feel. So I just keep moving. And I was really excited last week because... I kind of really didn't start running much until the dopey training started. And I, in week two, I had gotten further in my 45 minutes than I did the week before. So I know, I mean, so I'm still feeling pretty slow because my hips are not moving the way I want them to. So I'm, I'm really working a lot on that. Um, And again, today, you know, I did my 45 minute training and that was, I, I was really tired. We had just come back from our trip. And but I had my race out, my cute outfit set out from the night before, and it was it was really easy just to wake up, grab it, put it on. You feel cute, so you feel good about going out for your run. So that a girl. I was I was going yeah. to save this till we got into the uh, costumes section, but th- this is an audio only podcast. However, <laughs> we can see one another. Pamela never disappoints. <laughs> she is in a well. Pamela, tell us what costume you're in. Uh, well, I'm wearing my Donald Duck running shirt from my very first um, Disney race weekend in 2015. It was my first half marathon. So this this costume means a lot to me because it was my first uh, costume for running. And I still, I love Donald. It looks great. It looks great. Beautiful. Yeah, it does. 
Greg, who is in a uh, gray t-shirt with Mickey Mouse ears on it, how's your training going? Training's going really, really well. Uh, you know, similar to Alicia, I'm on a slightly different plane right now because I'm prepping, same as you, Bob, uh, prepping for the Bird in Hand Half Marathon in early September. So I had also had to do 10 miles this weekend. And the thing that I really focused on, because unfortunately we had some family responsibilities and stuff that we were doing around the house, I wasn't able to start until the middle of the afternoon. Thankfully, dew point was only in the low to mid 60s. So it was sticky, but not terrible. So that's why I felt comfortable going out. And I even said this to Coach Twiggs on the customized training call today is this summer, I really want to put a focus on making sure that the heat is not messing with me, you know, in terms of these training paces. So I'm, I'm really doing a cognizant effort, making sure that I'm slowing down by 30 seconds, you know, per uh, mile, you know, for every five degrees above. So I did my intervals for maybe the first half for mile six. I needed to get some water and electrolytes and a goo and stuff like that. So I just walked mile six. And then for the last four miles, I did that gwinning that we talked about, you know, yep. 30 seconds mm -hmm. of jogging, two minutes of walking. And all of that combined for 10 miles, I was still under an average pace of 14 minutes per mile. Oh, so for good. those of you who you know, are concerned that, oh, I need to do more walking as part of, you know, even like my races, you know, down for run Disney, knowing that, you know, mixing up your strategies like that can still get you well under that 16 minutes per mile, you know, cutoff pace. So yeah. again, just always keep that in mind. Uh, but outside of that train's going really, really well. Yeah. I think we'll talk a, a great deal about that in the future, but that sounds good. Greg, Lexi, how you doing? I think I'm going pretty well. I'm still having some like, well, I, I say I'm having some motivation problems, but mostly is because my weekend was absolutely crazy busy. Um, I was moving my boyfriend into a new place. So I was doing strength training, lifting boxes, um, <laughs> and putting together Ikea furniture, which is not easy to put no, together. No, it's crazy. Like, I, I got crazy. a blister on my hand because I was having to screw it in so much. Uh -huh. um, so I did extra, uh, extra strength training, but on Saturday I did a new magic mile, um, and I shaved 10 seconds off. Good girl. Good for you. So, That's um, the right I, direction. That's good. Congrats. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. it changed my long, uh, no, it changed my marathon tempo run pace by 30 seconds. Everything else pretty much is the same. I think it changed my speed workout pace too, but, um, but yeah. I'm I'm very pleased about it, and um, I did. I will say I did a magic half mile instead of a magic. Yeah, mile. that's yeah. It's hot. um because the dew point was so high. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was also rainy, and I was like, didn't know when the storm was going to hit, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, um, but it's going well, and um, I'm also on a different training schedule than like the um the dopey plan. Um, because I'm running New York. So we're trying oh. to up my mileage. And um, this week, this coming weekend, I have 10 miles. But it's going to be a little different because I'm walking the first two and the last two. Okay, sure. That's good. That's a good strategy. Yeah. And for any for anybody listening, that helps with the endurance aspect yeah. of for 10 miles without putting quite as much strain if you have to ramp up your miles pretty quickly um 
without putting that strain on your knees and your joints and your body, you can still get that endurance aspect by walking. Right, right. That was like when I had trained for Lake Sonoma, like right at the beginning when I came back from injury and had a ramp up and only had three yeah. months for that. I had the exact same workouts. It works. I just want to say that. in the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coach Twiggs prescribes that a lot and it's a good strategy. And we've, we've talked about that before. Um, Allie, how are things going? Things are going well. I'm training for Dopey and I have Coach Twigs as well helping me with that. So I did five miles this past weekend and it was really hot. Um, and I, I have to say I should have slowed down, but I didn't and I really pushed it and I'm paying for it. I am super dehydrated today and I was like very sick last night, but I, I've been struggling with, um, I, I took a few months off because I had a knee injury and I had some other sports that I needed to focus on. Um, and John and I have been, um, we've been bonding over freeze sleeves for our knee, which are an awesome product that you can use to like compress and also like ice your knee, but still be able to walk around, which I love. Um, but my knee's still bothering me a little bit. And so my magic mile was very slow coming back into training. And so my subsequent times are, are really slow for my conversational mile and my, my marathon pace and half marathon pace. And so instead of trusting the training, I just sort of, I just said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it and I'm just going to run as fast as I want to run and I'm paying for it today. So I think, I think I had a real, um, <laughs> wake up moment and, and I realized I do need to trust the training and that walking and slow running can actually give you a lot of that endurance. But sometimes I need to be beaten over the head with those kind of reminders. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's how that's going. But, um, but you know, Coach Twiggs is so encouraging. And, and he said, when I, when I gave him my magic mile time and I was kind of disappointed, he just said, you know what? You're going to get faster and you got to start somewhere. And that's what I needed to hear. Instead of, you know, a disappointment or whatever, you know, it was like, or like, oh, we need more speed training for you. It's, it was, I understand this is where we're starting from. We will get there. Don't worry. And, you know, that's, that's what I needed to hear. So, so yeah, if anybody's worried about if they're going to get there, don't worry. We're going to get there. Stay with <laughs> We've it. got plenty of time. Training, training, training. Stay with it. This is the hard part. This is the important part. Let me wrap it up. Um, uh, I have 19 days, 9 hours, 28 minutes, and 39 seconds till I can start running again as of this moment as we record. Uh, so I'm walking. I'm working on my paces in walking. I've learned to walk pretty fast. I got out today, did my cadence drills, and I captured the elusive 45 uh, steps in 30 seconds. Gang, that's hard. I promise you it's hard. I actually got to 46. I was proud of that. So I'll be pushing that. Uh, I've got five miles this weekend. Like Greg said, I'll be doing bird in hand. But again, with the restrictions I have, that 13-mile run in September will be my longest run of the year up to that. I think I work up to 10 or 11, and then I'm pretty confident I'll be able to finish bird in hand. It'll just be a, a natural progression in a training run, and my only goal is to finish. I have no time goals for that. So training's going well. Once again, the reason I do this, the reason we go around the room is I'm hoping that listeners, one of you listened to somebody and said, yeah, me too. I'm going through the same thing. And we just want to encourage you. 
I can't say it often enough. The training is the hard part, but it's the important part. The training that we put in in these stinking hot days, they're going to make some for, for very enjoyable weekends in November and in January. And they always say that summer runs make for fall PRs. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And it's true. It is true. Um, okay. Thank you all. Let's move on. Let's move on to the reason we have you here, the Council of Costumes, Pamela and Cindy. Cindy, what your Instagram handle, it's Copley Couture. Is that right? Yes, my Instagram is Copley Couture. Correct. I, I mean, I even said it right. <laughs> Copley, 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 either one. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> if you're, if cool. you're in the Boston area, people call it Copley Square. Um, some people say Copley. So either one, it's the same spelling. If you're not following that one, friends, <laughs> they, take a peek at some of the incredible costumes that Cindy has come up with. Any, I'm going to mention my favorite, and I'll bet you everybody here is going to agree. The carousel. <laughs> the carousel. Is a, Absolutely. I was literally just thinking that. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was uh, definitely something I had envisioned, and it's always exciting to bring a, a, an idea. And Pamela will agree, and many of you will agree, it's bringing something that you think about and actually have it come to life. So it was fun, and it was actually very easy to run in. I mean, oh, just really, yeah, really? very very light, maybe two pounds, wow. maybe two pounds, and um, extremely easy to run in. This sounds like completely random, but since you did a carousel one, you know, Walt Disney loves trains. Have you ever thought about <laughs> having a train <laughs> going I, around? I actually have done the train. No, but you it, did it? it did not have movement. Um, because you're moving, it's hard to have movement and have it stay on the track. But I don't recall the year. I want to say it was like 2018, maybe. But I ran for homes for our troops, and it was Dopey Dopey Weekend. And the 5K was, the vision was when you first walk into Magic Kingdom, the mountain with the Mickey, and then the train around it. It was a very cold morning, so I had a conductor hat. It was for the 25th, actually. So I had a conductor hat, and I had a train strapped to my waist with the word saying, let the magic begin, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh my you, you can see that on the Instagram. Yeah, that was fun. I think before we really deep dive into, you know, the inspiration and the build and, and all that stuff, um, and, and we'll start with Pamela first, and then we'll move over to Cindy. Give us your background in costume design and how you learned to become seamstresses and, and everything like that, because obviously that's the foundation in all of this. Well, um, I am not a seamstress, and I will tell you that hot glue guns are amazing. <laughs> there you and go. there's this really great hemming tape that you just iron, and it hems things. Um, their safety pins are fabulous and <laughs> your best yeah. friend. they're your best yeah. friend. I mean, if you're only doing a 5k, you can just be pinned together and it's just fine. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a background in any kind of costuming. Um, I have a theater background. Um, so I love theater and theatrics and all that kind of stuff. But I would say, I feel like I almost single-handedly am keeping the maker market going on Etsy. Um, because uh, okay. I, 
continued to, and I, I don't, I have multiple um, amazing designers that I, I buy things from I, as is. And then there are some costumes that I do make. I, I add lights to things or we get, you know, a skirt from this person and a tank from that person and we get something on Amazon and you kind of just kind of piece things together too. So, so Pamela, just because you mentioned it, who are your top two or three favorite people that you buy from on Etsy? Well, I love Run So Sweet. Jennifer Norris is amazing. Um, and we've actually become friends too. So it's kind of nice to, cool. you know, be able to um, communicate that way and, and just kind of see her whole process. Um, she's just extremely talented. But this is from iGlow Running. Um, I think she does um, beautiful work. I mean, her her costumes fit like a glove. I mean, I don't know if you can see. I mean, it just they just fit, and they're they're amazing. She she's really wonderful. Pam, those, Pamela, are the, it, those are the two. It's a it's things. a podcast, Pamela. No, our listeners can't. See <laughs> you can't see. <laughs> I will second that though. I glow running is where Jack and I get. I would say most of our costumes. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, I I have done the other one. As well. I've yes. found great experiences for both. Yes, definitely agree. And Wanda is so sweet. And she always answers super fast. And um, she does the cut. She's done a custom for me. Um, and that was, that was really cool. And then, you know, just for great um, costumes, just to kind of build ideas from is from Sparkle Athletic. They have like every color, you know, skirt bottom. So you can really do almost anything. I mean, you can make your costumes as simple or as, you know, as Cindy Copley, I bow down to, um, costume. I mean, like you could do Ariel, you literally could wear a red visor, uh, you know, uh, a purple tank top and a green pair of shorts in your Ariel. Or you can wear a red wig and a sparkly costume and, you know, and scales and make it as elaborate as you want and hold props and, you know, you can really go all out. So it's really up to you and your comfort level. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be pretty simple. And I think that's the beauty of Run Disney races. Because um, I know when I first started in uh, Run Disney, my first costume was a tank top. Uh, I had a purple uh, running tank with black leggings. And I cut out from like printer paper an apple and then I got construction paper and I made a crown and I was the evil queen. Remember that one time I was sewing that collar for your Maleficent costume the <laughs> night before? <laughs> yes, but it wasn't like sewing. So it was like, um, I think it was foam from the craft store. Yeah. A headband or something like that. Cindy, how, how about your background story? What, what got you into, you know, just, you know, sewing and, and, and coming up with all these great ideas? Well, gosh, I don't think we have enough time to actually go through everything. But um, my grandmother and I just remember just fond memories of her hand sewing little things together, Barbie clothes and stuff. So the start of it was probably the passion of my grandmother uh, just in that time. But I, my formal training came in home ec 
when home ec was offered. I just remember taking that in school. But I've always had the ability to break something down and then be able to recreate it. So I have a, a creative mind more so than any formal training. So I'm not a formal seamstress at all. I laugh because back to what Pamela said, Fabric Tech is my favorite friend. And if you recall my Tiana costume, that the, the beautiful, elaborate Tiana costume that I wore this princess, probably a good 85% was fabric glued together because of the amount of time that I had left to put it together in the hotel room the night before, hours before I actually walked out the door. I had no pieces. Oh, yeah, pieces. And so through hand little stitching and fabric glue. So, so the bottom line for you, the runner, it doesn't take a skilled person who really has a sewing machine with sergers. I have those things just because I like the tools, but you don't have to have them. Back to what you said, fabric tape, pins, things of that nature, hand sewing, between hand sewing and that fabric glue, I laugh because how much fabric glue was held onto that Tiana costume. But um, I also laugh because my first, huh, my first time I went to a Run Disney race was Tinkerbell inaugural. It was 2012, and I showed up in bell-bottom yoga pants. It was for a half marathon. I was clueless. I had a half. Uh, I had 30 days to get ready. The bib kind of fell in my lap. It was kind of funny. So I was clueless. I showed up in black, long yoga pants, the issued shirt, and we tied tutus together in the hotel room. And I carried it because I wasn't sure about this tutu thing. I Who's going to be wearing these kind of things? And so I let, went clueless. And I saw costumes on the way, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to put this on really quick. And I was very proud. But the, the ironic part about it was is that the runners that were costumed inspired me and the runners who were costumed in addition to running in the park got me through the pain and kept me motivated all the way through to get me across my first finish line it was my first 5k 10k half i had ever ever done it was a bucket list when i was turning 50 and so it was kind of something that just happened and i just remembered the magic I felt, although hips were hurting, stars were being seen, but they kept me going. But And that's what made a huge difference. Then I saw a guy with all the medals from Dopey the weekend before, and I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. So I dress up today in hopes of inspiring somebody else to keep moving and to have that same magical moment that was given to me by those costume runners for me to say, oh my God, look at that. Oh my God, look at that. Oh my God. And I had costume crushes that I would follow. And so that's my why and my passion with hopes of doing the same and providing the same experience for other runners. And then, you know, it's just gotten a little bit out of control. Oh, that's, I think that's superb. That's really, <laughs> really cool. Uh, I know I, I do not get into costume, although I'm going to address that at the very end here. Um, but I, I admire the folks who do a quick story. And I told this a couple episodes back. I think I told it on the marathon recap. Uh, I was a back of the packer for the marathon. There was a fellow walking with a serving tray as though he was from uh, uh, the Ratat Ratatouille and he had a wine bottle and some glasses. And I walked up and I said, holy smokes, that thing's got to be heavy to carry around all this time. And he goes, no, it's really not so bad. He hands it to me. He says, see, it's not too bad. And I carried it for a couple of steps and I said, you're right. And I handed it back to him. He goes, no, that's okay. You can keep it for a while. 
<laughs> I saw him at the end of the race, and uh, he eventually took it back. Thank goodness. I saw him at the end of the race. In fact, he saw me. He and his wife said, "There he is." And uh, I said something, and I said, "You mean you couldn't get anybody else to carry that?" He goes, "Oh yeah, we got somebody else, but you were the best." <laughs> that was funny. So we see your costumes, Cindy, and they're very elaborate. So do you take them on test runs? You just say, oh, let me just try this and just go. Well, uh, I'd like to say yes, because I really, that's part of my notes and stuff when it comes to the process of the importance of a test run. Um, I've been running Disney since 2012 and pretty much majority of every race since 2012. So I, I kind of like to call myself a little season, but it's not to say that I don't have challenges sometimes with being a little bit naive with what I'm putting together. So as far as a test run, I will tell you no. Because sometimes I'm making the costume the night before in the hotel room, um, just based off of time. However, I do, I do, cannot stress the importance of knowing my body. I, I'm not a sweaty wet runner. I mean, I my sister's got that gene. I don't. So I don't really get overheated too much. So I know a cotton may not bother me, but it might bother you. Um, wicking fabric may be important to you, but it may not be as important to me. I would kind of go after the colors to capture the vision and go with that and then die, just die during the race. The dopey, the dopey photo that's on the website right now, I died. I was dying during that time just because there was some, some things I made mistakes on. So the importance more so is just really um, knowing your body and knowing what's going to work for you and the importance of doing test runs on them. And, but I will also say I recap every race to see what had worked and what didn't work and tweak it. And so I, I'm now, yeah, so now making adjustments to it. So hopefully learning from every, every race as well. It's constantly Very learning. Good. Very yeah. good. Pamela, do you test yours? Um, not, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you, I really um, did all kinds of things new this past race cycle. So for Wine and Dine, I wore wigs for both of my races, and they happened to be very cold and windy races. And I was oh, okay. so happy because one of the races was a really long wig, and it kept me warm. That was the 5K, and it was pouring the whole time, and I kept oh, me warm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then the next day was I was Cruella and my wig was more like a, like wearing a winter hat. I mean, I never, my head never got wet. The thing didn't move. I'm like, okay, I guess I can run in wigs on cold races. It's great. On cold race. I, I would think on a hot race, a wig. Yeah. Would I probably tough. wouldn't for any, no, not for anything like that. But I, and I've also started running with props, which of course, have I ever run with carrying a suitcase for 10 miles? No. <laughs> and I, I carried a suitcase. It was one of those paper suitcases, but it was still like heavy. And then I, I ran with a big spoon when I was in the Remy race. So, I mean, I've tried, I've done a lot of things this race cycle that I've never done before. And they always say nothing new in race day, but I did do quite a few things on race day this year. And they, they worked out, they worked out for me. Didn't you run with like a parasol as well during that really yeah, hot sun race? Princess. Oh my gosh. That was the best. The princess um, having a parasol. Cause we have about what, four miles in the full sun on the freeway. And everybody was so jealous that I was carrying my own shade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. So was- add wigs to your cold races and add parasols to your costumes oh. for your hot races. That's the, that's the hot tip for this episode. Yes. 
And I kept saying every time, I'm like, well, if it gets ruined, I can just toss it, you know, in the trash. I mean, I don't have to carry it the whole time. I'll just start with it, see how it goes. But they they ended up working out really well. But I just want to say one thing about Cindy. My favorite, one of my favorite costumes of hers was her Midway Mania costume oh. from Disneyland. And that's when I first um, met you. Was out at the Disneyland races when they well it was the last last of the Disneyland weekends. Yeah. Um, but so I've just been a huge fan, and so I just feel honored to even be in your presence. <laughs> I'm just a grandma. I'm a grandma of six. I'm a mother of three who just loves to craft. But I really attribute, again, it was a bucket list thing for me to start running. And I'm so grateful to run Disney to keeping me motivated to run all these years for health purposes, but also to, again, aspire me to do something I never thought I would be able to do and to have it be in such a magical setting. Being born in Southern California, I love Disney. And so I was brought up during e-ticket time. And so um, it's amazing how this little journey, again, yoga pants to crazy costumes to carousels, where it's evolved. But it, I just attribute it to, like, again, just coming up with fun ideas. But can I mention something with regards to props? Of course. Because, again, props are a big key. You can have fun props. But one of the things that I will really encourage people to do is what are you going to do outside of the photo? You have photo times and then you have run times. You get tired of carrying your props. So I really encourage people to wear a small, thin, skinny belt around their waist and then also create something that you can attach a carabiner clip to so you can clip it to your waist when you're running to keep your hands hands free and unclip it when you want to use it when you get to your photo. That way, it doesn't matter what it is. Every prop that I carry has some type of attachment that I could clip it onto my waist or uh, allow myself to be hands free. Um, So just kind of think if you're going to carry a prop as opposed to just tossing your work and your time and your effort and your money to the side of the road, just think of how can I put it away when I'm not in front of a photograph. Of course, the other option is to find some really tall old guy and say, here, see how light this is. Okay. I look for you. <laughs> and this is why I love this podcast, because as Cindy is giving that advice about the clip, because we're all watching each other on video, I see Pamela writing notes down. So, I mean, you know, again, this is why we have this podcast. This is, this is great. Um, the question I have is, and actually speaking of props, but also the costumes themselves. I mean, okay, Cindy, you've done Toy Story Mania. You, you've attached a freaking carousel to your waist. Pamela, I remember the one time we were all on a Zoom call and you were stringing Christmas lights through a skirt. This is a lot of stuff to take with you. And obviously you both travel really far to, to Disney for races. We only get 50 pounds in our luggage before the airlines you know, get really salty. How do you go about making sure that you can transport all of this stuff with you on top of everything else that you need for a race weekend? And oh yeah, by the way, vacation. Well, I do one checked bag and one carry-on roller and a big underseat extra personal item because it's Delta. So you can only have two bags if you're carrying on. And, um, you know, you, you just use like a Ziploc baggie and you press all the air out and you, you know, you scrunch it all in and you make it work. And actually, we get so many shirts, and of course, I always have to buy more things at the expo. So I don't really pack very much um, just 
part clothes. I might pack like a few skirts and then I know that I'm getting tops that I'm going to want to wear after the races. So, yeah, I'm kind of crazier on that side too, though. I'm, I'll, I'll go and I'll max out as much as I can take. So I will take two checked bags filled to the max 50 pounds each with the carousel because of the, the, the dot, the, the, the width and the size of the bases for both the top and the bottom of the carousels. I didn't want to, it's amazing how I was able to make it collapsible and be able to put it right back up in 10 minutes. But um, I was, I got creative with the bag because a check bag could also be a golf bag. So a soft golf bag is wider, is wider than a, um, than a regular checked bag. So I used that to carry my bases and use that as my checked bag. And they didn't cost me any extra. So I had that plus the other one. So sometimes you you have to think when you're creating your costume, how am I going to transport it? What does it take to transport it? You know, what's it going to take to put it together once I get it there? Because a lot of the times, sometimes my costumes are not put together when in order to transport them. So it can be, again, not only thinking about the, the costume, but also trying to think about how am I going to get it there? So I'm, Pam, I max it out. I have check bags. I've got two pieces of, got the two in at a hundred pounds. And then I have another one and I have my backpack. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm packed out for four days. I thought for sure you drove. I did oh, not. No. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I would drive the California ones, but to Florida, no. The, mm, yeah. Drive it's, with a trailer, it's... right? I thought you were going to say that you wore the carousel on the plane and just <laughs> cared about the person sitting next to you. <laughs> There's been hats that I've worn. Uh, the Hey Hey hat. That's always fun when they look in the bag and they see the Hey Hey hat head. Yeah. Looking right at you. So it's, it's quite, yeah, it's quite interesting. I'll bet. Yeah. <laughs> but the golf bag, what a creative idea. Yeah. Yeah. Very I, clever. I was thinking about that or even a, a the bicycle bag, whatever, whatever yeah, yeah. was wide, anything that was wide enough so I didn't have to cut down the bases. So, and it, it worked, it worked beautifully. I just wanted to say, I know we were talking about, I, I mentioned a couple of the vendors that I like, but there's also other places that you can get amazing costumes. There are there's a run Disney marketplace where people might've only worn a costume one time and they're selling it and you, it might be 20, $30 less than if you would have bought it new. So that's a great place to do it. Um, and then, uh, is that, is that online Pamela? Yeah. It's like a Facebook group. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Run, uh, yes. 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 Of course it is a Facebook group. Yes. The I got you. Yes. Run Disney marketplace. So yes. it's separate mm -hmm. from just like the run Disney run. Group. Yes. I, I, yes. Yeah. Right. So that's another amazing place to get stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, then there's also um, the different places where you can purchase running gear that you might not use at a race, but you can also use it during training like crowned athletics. And um, I know several of us have gotten like shirts and stuff from raw threads and um, uh, they, I mean, they have places at the expo too that have just regular old running shirts that you can wear during training that, yeah, you can wear them in a race or you can just be Disney-fied on your normal Tuesday run. <laughs> yeah. And I love, um, they used to be called sparkle skirts, but they're now called Boulder Athletics and they have the built-in compression shorts with the huge pockets underneath the skirts. 
and I could show you my closet. I have probably a hundred of them because I wear them. <laughs> I don't, I don't carry purses anymore. Everything just goes in these pockets. And so I wear them for my daily run outfits, but I can also wear them to school because, you know, they're pretty, they're cute. <laughs> Skirt sports is another one. Well, I don't know if you know, but um, I am also going to be uh, starting to also release Copley Couture Runwear Boutique. So uh, it's I coming was wondering that. <laughs> it, is, it is coming soon. I have, like I said, I have a, 10 years of collection of fabric that I've been um, putting together. So didn't want to use this time, but just know that, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people have been very, very kind, but there'll be up, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> do have a lot of magical designs again, geared towards, um, just really geared towards the runner, just kind of with a little, little bit of magic to it. So more, more to come on that. So really excited about that. it. I yeah, can't wait. Be fun. Oh yeah. It's going to be fun. You've generated a bunch of excitement here. That's cool. <laughs> Um, that leads me to another question that kind of ties in. Um, have you ever reworn costumes that you've made or put together? Uh, yeah, I have. I mean, I, you've got local Halloween races, and so I feel okay if I've worn it at a Disney race. I mean, I can wear it to a local race. and I mean, yeah, for sure. And I, again, I work in high-need special education at my high school, and if we have like a theme day, like Nemo day, I'm going to wear my Nemo oh, sure. shirt and nobody, they just like, oh, that's just Pamela. She, that's just, what she, <laughs> people are like, oh, you dress up on Fridays, right? I'm like, I didn't realize I had like a day that I dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's just me. So myself, as far as when it comes to Disney, there's been few costumes that I, I wear, have worn a second time. There are a couple times where I'll wear a piece of uh, the costume, maybe a skirt to go with something else, give it a different look with adding something to it. So more to come on that. And um, but there are costumes that I would love to bring back. So especially over the, the last couple of years that I'd like to bring uh, mid, the, the, the Toy Story Midway Mania back. That was fun. I loved doing the dopey. I mean, the dopey with the ears flying over my head. That was fun. I'd love to do Olaf again. Olaf was just a hoot. I'd love to do the carousel again. So there are some, but the, the challenge of it is, is I have more ideas that I want to bring to the course too. So it's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Do I do something new or do I do a repeat? I did do Hey Hey twice just because the theme allowed it. And it was so fun. And the other group said, the, the two gals I was running with, Alice and Autumn, the group, it just made sense. And it was one less costume for us to have to make. So, um, yes, there are times where very, very, very few times that I've actually reworn a costume back to the Disney course. Um, and so they kind of just collect here. They kind of just hang out with me and I just get a look at them and say, hello. <laughs> and that's fun, too. Yeah, and that's fun. Let's bring this around a little bit for a minute. And I don't want you to give away any secrets. I don't want you to give away something that somebody's going to copy. But... Let's talk specifically about Wine and Dine Weekend for a little bit. And people listening out there, what are some things they could think about for Wine and Dine costumes? So, I, I mean, the nice thing about Disney races is that you can do your own thing or you can follow the theme or you can not wear a costume at all. But the Coco theme is amazing for the 5K. I think we're going to see a lot of colorful costumes because it just lends itself to that. It's 
the sugar skulls and just, oh my gosh, I think Coco is going to, and, and the costumes I have, I'm doing a group costume with some friends and where all the pieces are coming together and we're, we're just, oh my gosh, they're so cute. And then um, Raya, you know, the colors for that are so beautiful. They're the teal and the purples. And I think you're going to see dragons and you're going to see people dressed as Raya. Um, and then for the half marathon, I think you're going to see everything because it's sort of, it's soul, but it's music. I think you're going to see a little bit of everything. I'm going way off the beaten path. I'm doing a Disney musical outfit that has nothing to do with soul. That's cool. But, That's cool. you know, I, I think it's really fun. Yeah. And then you add in the challenge, which is the genie. So then you're going to have the mixture of that. So it's going to be pretty much anything goes. I was, I don't know about the rest of you, but I got a little confused when it came to the soul um, theme, because when you went to initially the announcement, it was talking about red, white, and blue, and then it tied into soul. So I'm like, is it more Americana or is it soul? So it was kind of a little confusing. Was anybody else confused by that? 100%. See, I thought it was all related to like music because I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, Coco is obvious, and obviously, to an extent, Soul is obvious. You know, at least the, the first third of the movie, but then you throw Raya in there. I mean, not that I have any qualms again, because again, it's one of my daughter's favorite movies. But you know, that just really, really confused me. So I don't know what is the the one central thing that is tying those three races in that whole weekend together. Yeah, because Genie, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Cindy, I, I do need to know how much is it going to cost me for you to make me a full Sisu costume? Because <laughs> if I could wear something like that, I, I think you would be the biggest champion ever of my daughter because she's, again, obsessed with that movie. <laughs> well, I did do a job at a hut costume for someone as a commissioner, oh, which wow. was amazing and epic. Jennifer Walker wore it. And it was just she challenged me with that on the last Star Wars run. And it rained. Um, but it was it was amazing, I have to say. So, hmm. Uh, but back to the the wine and dine. The one thing that the runner needs to do, and, and I'm sure Pamela and the rest of you would concur, is that when you're picking out your theme, you can go off the theme on what the race is for that particular metal. So sometimes the metal may be one of the things that ties in your idea. But the other thing that you may also wanna take into consideration is the time of year. We went through wine and dine when it was flash and dash. So there is the possibility of rain, you know, that could possibly happen. But in Florida, anything can go in, in Florida. So, and then also when it comes to your theme and making your costume selection is how far are you gonna be running and wearing it? What is the distance of it? If you'll notice, I wear carousels for 5Ks, but I, I could do actually a half marathon, but trying to do the bathroom thing with that would be a little bit more difficult than the 5K. So how long is your race? Distance does matter. And then with any costume, I always say, what is your vision? Sketch it. It could be it could be stick figures, but have a vision as to what your costume should entail and what it's involved, and then have that use that vision to have it come to life. And I would challenge every runner who comes up with a vision. You want to do, as Pamela said, choose colors that pop, choose colors that is a bound, but it will tie in the character. So 
for the experience, that magical experience, is if you can tie the color into the costume. And even if it's like you may not have every piece to it, if you can kind of see the poppy colors, the teal, the purple, the horns are going to say, you know, you're going to be Sisu. But you may not have every exact feature, but you have at least some of the color pops. And also, I also really stress really great color pops because the camera will love them too when you get that photo done. So definitely have a, a vision when that comes together. And then also challenge your family and friends. Hey, who am I? You may know who you are. But if you have some hemming and hawing and mm, are you this, are you that, are you this, you may want to take a step, second step and go back to your costume and kind of make some small tweaks to bring that vision to life because there's nothing like having somebody else or around you who gets it too, who calls you out and say, oh, there goes Raya, oh, there goes Caesar, oh, there goes Minnie, oh, there goes Mickey. Uh, that kind of just makes you run a little faster, makes you run a little taller because that's part of it too. And I've had people who are like, now, are you? And I'm like, no, I'm so-and-so. And, -so. and sometimes they don't get it. And that kind of changes the experience a little bit. So, again, before you finalize your costume, have a couple people ask, hey, what do you think? Who am I? And if there's any hot pause or hesitation, you might just want to go back to look at maybe adding a little detail to it. <laughs> and it could be just a small little tweak. could just be a small little tweak. What I have found that works best with costumes is your because the weather can change. Doesn't matter if it's November, January, February, or April, and to have every weather option packed with you. So you might start with a tank top because it's easier to put a long sleeve shirt under a tank top than it is if you have like a short sleeve. I don't know. For me, that works better. But to have like a long option, a rain option. A uh, cold option. I buy these $3 blankets from Walmart. I buy 10 at a time. They come in a box and they're, they're there for my whole race season. And they also take up a lot of space in your luggage. So then you have room for buying things because those blankets get donated. So <laughs> think about that. Yeah, I agree with Pamela completely. I mean, think of things that you can layer to make yourself warm, but also think of things that you can also remove if you get too hot. Uh, clear ponchos, dollar store clear ponchos are your friend. If it gets to be really windy, they shield the, the, the wind from you, so they kind of protect you, but they'll also keep you dry. I stress the importance of a clear poncho because if you've spent money and time on making a costume, people can still see your costume through the clearness of it, as opposed to a color or the kind of the frosted ones. So you look at looking at uh, clear ponchos and making sure that's part of your list. And again, with Florida, they're cheap. Throw it in if you don't use it. No biggie, but if you have them, it's amazing. Same thing with hand warmers. Again, I always bring hand warmers because if you can put those in some of your core areas just to keep your core warm, um, the base of your back, if you have a fanny pack, if you keep them in, in down your bra or something, some of you guys don't wear bras, but just if you keep them close to your body, it'll keep your core warm and that makes a huge difference. Um, I just remember some dopies where it was super freezing cold and those hand warmers were just, I gave a few out and people thought I gave them like a lifeline. It was just, and, and just, just have them, just keep them, keep them handy. The whole point of wearing costumes is that you want cute pictures, right? And so just a little heads up about the photographers. If even if it's raining, they have the photographers on the course. They're going to be in their big green tents, so either they'll be in the tent or not. And they usually have lights 
so you can see when they're coming, but have fun with it. Like do a little leap or a smile or a thumbs up or whatever you're going to, those are my favorite pictures. It's not necessarily the ones that I stop for to get a picture with the character because sometimes the lighting isn't great at the character stops, but the ones on course are usually really well um, lit up. And I think they, I think that's the most fun pictures is of you just in action. So I, I love them. I'm feeling really inspired, and I think um, a lot of us are starting to get ideas of what we want to do for our costumes. On a different podcast, on Jeff Galloway's podcast recently, Brittany Charbonneau said something that really struck me. And she said, putting on a costume, you get to become the energy that you want to put out in that race. So my question to both of you is, do you draw power from your costumes, and do you believe that your costumes give you superpowers during your race that first race as i mentioned in my yoga pants and my very very simple tutu i did not stop smiling once i got into the park at disney there's something about running in the park at disney so first of all the magic is really in those miles but then when i added that tutu to it even as simple as it was I felt like I was part, and some people choose not to wear costumes and that's okay, but I felt like I was part of it. That added to the magic for me. It's hard for me to go to any race, like Pamela said, to go to any race not dressed in some type of costume, just because it brings joy to myself. It takes my mind off of it, but it also brings joy to others. So when it comes to test runs, don't ever not allow yourself to do a test run. Make somebody stay in the neighborhood by running yeah. in your, your costume and test just run it and walk with pride and who cares you will probably never see that person again again in their your life so run and run with happiness and if that person drives and honks you know you just made somebody's day so do those test runs do them in your costume all about that but as far as the superpower um it's what got me over my first finish line seeing costumes on and so I, it gives me that extra push if I'm able to help somebody get pushed to that finish line and also makes me accountable. I don't want to be, you know, um, picked up on the bus. Oh, there goes a girl in the, you know, the carousel on the bus. It makes me want to push myself to get to the finish line too. Uh, but I did have to, you know, I did actually uh, miss the full marathon after a bad blister this last dopey. So it was my first oh. um, drop, but that's okay. Yeah, that it is. That's it okay. Does. It happens. And uh, so uh, passed over it. Like, I think this is my going to be my seventh dopey. So that's okay. We've got a good run. Oh, wow. So, but bottom line is that, yes, I think um, costumes for me make, uh, add to the magic of, of the race and the experience. A hundred percent. I feel so good when I'm, when I'm in a tutu or a costume, it just like any day that I can sparkle is a good day. So I love it. I dress up for local races and nobody else's. I dressed as Merida in a full wig for the hot dash this year. And this woman dropped by me. She's like, I don't know what you are, but I like it. And and as my really good friend Tracy always says, be the reason someone else smiles today. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. And so that's I that's I totally live by that mantra. I mean, if I can make people smile, like I'll run around my neighborhood all the time in costumes. And even the neighborhood kids know they'll stop and ask me, What race are you running today? Because they know, like, especially during COVID, I did a lot of virtual runs and I was dressed as all kinds mm -hmm. of things. And nice. So um 
uh, people like you'll be seeing them in their cars. Same thing, Cindy. Like they're they're kind of like looking down and looking serious, and then they see you and they smile and then they keep going. And you're like, okay, yeah, it was worth that was it. good. That was good. That was good. The, the other thing too is again back to your own person. I the, one of the things that's really stood out for me what during one of my first Disney races was a lady at the end of the race that said, "One day you won't be able to do this. Today is not that day." Oh. Yeah. And so, again, anything that gives you self-motivation during the course of the race, wearing a costume or having just these motivational sayings that kind of keep you going. So that's what keeps me also going. One day I won't be able to do this, but today is not that day. And it sounds like you are putting a smiles on other people's faces, but then you're also getting that energy back. When you see that smile, you internalize and it gives you a little boost as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Last question before I turn it over to Allie for rapid fire. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is totally unfair because I didn't give you a heads up on this, but going on behind your back and to the, to a great extent, mine, because I'm paying attention to what's going on here is a conversation amongst the five, six people you see before you. I'm not part of it saying, Hey, what should we be for? And I'm, I guess we're talking for Marathon Weekend. So, Council of Costumes, <laughs> the seven folks you see before you, what would you suggest that we do for this race? Well, there's seven, the seven dwarves. So, so again, we look at numbers, especially with groups. We're looking, okay, what things could you pull off with seven people? So, yeah, we... There's definitely different things. Marathon Weekend, I always think of the classics. You know, we did the yeah, fact right. for the for this last one for the 50th and stuff. We did, uh, there was um, Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, and Donald. There's four of us. Uh, we, we didn't have a fifth person. So, again, you kind of just look for the classics. I really want to say be recognizable. I cannot stress that enough. There are some times where I have even costume friends that will pick an obscure cost, a character from a movie that maybe had this part of a scene, and I don't know who they are. I mean, they, 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 they're decked out really well. But again, it's part of that experience. You can choose any one that you want to be, but when you have a group, and you can bring it together with the group. That's also fun. And you could even be matchy-matchy square. You could all be the same. But when you have a group, there's something really fun with numbers. But that I kind of went with the same thing. I thought seven. Oh, automatic. It's got to be the dwarves. <laughs> and, it, and it's a perfect weekend because of Dopey. Oh, it's got to be the dwarves. And you know, that kind of thing. Guys, this is fun. This is not the end. We're going to do this again. This is going to be a regular part. Prior to the race weekends, maybe about 100 days out is what we're looking for. But, and I'm not asking you to leave. However, before we wrap up this segment, I think Allie has some questions for you. All right. So I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I'm going to go back and forth between the two. So I'm going to say the person's name after I ask, ask the question. First question, if you could dress as any Disney snack, what would it be and why? Cindy. Ooh, I did popcorn once, so got to take that off the list. Um, and so 
If I could be a Disney snack, what would I be and why? I want to do, I want to do, some. someone already did this, but I want to do the ice cream dish just because I have one. You know, oh the one that you God. have, the one with the little handles and Mickey stuff. Pants that you, the Mickey Pants Yes, the Mickey Pants ice cream dish. So I like to go as the ice cream dish because I just remember enjoying it so much. It was just iconic. All right. What about you, Pamela? Um, maybe a Dole Whip would be mm-hmm. kind of fun. Okay. A little All right. All right, yeah, so that leads yeah. into my next question for you. Dole Whip Classic or Dole Whip Float? Oh, Dole Whip Float. Perfect. <laughs> what about you, Cindy? I go Classic. Yeah, I do too. Oh, there you go. We got them covered. That's cool. Um, assuming you run with music, what guilty pleasure is on your running playlist, Cindy? Ooh, guilty pleasure. Oh gosh, it depends. My 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 yeah, my my music mix can really change. Uh, the genre can be anywhere from like that that hot uh, Midway Mania. It was a super hot last Disney race, so I was having Christian music just trying to carry me over the finish line. And then there's also I've got Pitbull on mine. I've got just a whole different mixture. I can't really name one. Anything with a fast beat. What would you not want anyone to know is on your playlist? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I I guess, you know, when you really listen to the words that Pitbull says, yeah, I mean, that's... probably, I mean, there's like, sometimes you just go with the beat and you're just kind of going with it. Yeah. And all of a sudden you stop like, whoa. <laughs> I don't think that that was right. So, but I would say there's really nothing, nothing that my grandkids wouldn't, like I, they could listen to my genre and I wouldn't be too, too concerned. What about you, Pamela? Well, Mbop is my favorite song that I have on my running playlist because it's like, who doesn't, like, it immediately changes your mood. It's the best pop song. I love it. That's Um, adorable. And then there's nothing that I want, I mean, people know I have an eclectic style of music. You know, I like everything, so I'm not embarrassed by anything. (laughs) And then my last question, what ride could you ride five times in a row, Pamela? Oh, I have done this Expedition Everest. Oh, cool! Yeah. It, it, it when they used to do the after hours, uh, the it was like really an inexpensive oh, after hours God. ticket. I mean, you could yeah. go on Everest over and over and over. There was never a line; like you just went on it, and I did. <laughs> nice. What about you, Cindy? I it kind of I'm, I don't mean to kind of like just focus back on Midway Mania. It's my favorite. I'm competitive, and anyway, I can kind of guess. Pop, 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 pop. And I have ran, I I have rode, ridden that ride multiple times, especially when the water show's going on. Just go right back on, right back on, right back on. Oh, Midway Mania. I love it. How do your biceps survive riding it that many times over and over? That's amazing. practice i don't practice at the beginning i save it for when the the target's in front of me i do i bypass that first kind of like pop pop nope don't even don't touch it don't touch it i do the same thing (laughs) (laughs) i love that ride pamela cindy thank you that was fun the council of costumes is now an official thing Kristen, we missed you we hope you're feeling better and we know you'll be back for the next one All right, my friends, let's move on a little bit. Let's take a look at what we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to next week. We've got the Run Dopey group with us. I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I think we'll have a full house here. I think it may be crazy. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, The Castle Runner, Lisa, is with us at the end of the month. And we do have some plans for 
August, but they're not really uh, locked in yet. We're still talking to some folks. We got some ideas. So we got some things coming up. All righty. That means it's time to move forward to the race report. Okay, on Saturday, the Brent Morrison Memorial Run 5K, I believe it was, in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Our buddy Joe did that with the Western Arkansas Runners. Remember, we were talking about that was in memorial of the, I'm going to say, young man, 44 years old, who was tragically killed back in 2015. Uh, Joe put some nice photos in there, of course. Joe's very good about that. They had a nice turnout for that event, which I think is a big deal. July 9th, our friend from Central Florida, Margaret, who we talked to last week, as I'm sure you'll recall, ran the second event in the Summer Morning Series, the Summer Salute. Of course, Margaret was costumed up again. It was a military support event this time. Great looking medal, great photos. Thanks for posting those, Margaret. And on July 10th in Halifax, Nova Scotia, the Popsicle 5K, Lori ran that. And Lori's here with us right now. Hey, Lori, how you doing? Hi, guys. Hello. How you doing? Happy to be here. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, glad to have you here. We're having so much fun. We just, you know, we just added this. You're just the second person to be in the extended race report, but we're having a heck of a good time with us. Um, I'm honored. Well, we're glad you're here. We're honored that you listen to us. I promise. Uh, Lori, I always, I always ask the, I always start here. How'd you get started in running and how'd you get started with Run Disney? So I guess... Not really being an athletic person. Um, I was a dancer in my younger years and taught ballet and tap in uh, my late teens, early 20s while I was financing university. And then I married my uh, high school sweetheart. We Six years later, we had four children. And uh, I guess my t- late 20s, early 30s kind of slipped away and you blink your eye, you're 40 oh, yeah. and you're starting to feel aches and pains and a little more weight than you would like. And I thought, I, I really need to do something. So I joined cool. the gym yep. and started running on the treadmill, kind of liked it. So really the next 10 years, I branched out into 5Ks and 10Ks and Really enjoyed it. Figured that's where it was going to stop. You know, that was a nice distance. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, you know, you yearn for something bigger. Yeah. And uh, before I turned 50, I thought I should just do a half marathon. I'll just do the one, you know. Uh, challenge. Okay. I won't yeah, do anything sure. other than that, you know, just the one. Uh, so I signed up and started training. I was actually doing pretty well. And, uh, did the race and got my first and only sub two half marathon. Oh, oh wow. That's awesome. Very good. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm done because I've just achieved a goal. A lot of people <laughs> have been, I'm not going to do any more, right? And yeah. yeah that drop didn't drop last the long. mic, right? Yeah, yeah. That didn't last very long. So then the crazy idea that maybe I could do a marathon. I had a crazy Disney fanatic friend who did the dopey, and I thought that that is just nonsense. I will never do anything that crazy. It's insane. Mm -hmm. So uh, then I found found your Facebook group 
and uh, you guys kind of guided me through my half, uh, my first marathon in uh, 2019. Aww. So uh, it was a great, great help. And just this year, I completed Dopey. So wow. I guess Congratulations. I just she was. Congrats. <laughs> great job. Wow. Hey, Lori, tell us about that. You've been running the last two weekends, and I, you know, I told you we wanted to talk about the Popsicle 5K, but you had the weekend before the Canada Day runs, the uh, series where you did the one race one day and a two the next. How'd that go? Uh, it went really well. Again, my Disney fanatic friend and I do this. Uh, it's a Canada Day race every year. Um, it's a lot of fun. The the fans are great at it. We're celebrating Canada. It's actually probably the only race that you hear the Canadian anthem being played. Oh, how about that? Race. How about um, that? So, and we always get dressed up. So we donned our, our Canadian mini costumes and uh, our Canada Day paraphernalia, and off we went. And uh, they did this really interesting thing four years ago. If you do two races, you've got a challenge medal. So four years ago, they decided to order to hook these people in for six years. The challenge medal is going to be a letter until you spell out Canada. I'm still looking for my dog. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty neat. I know. Really smart uh, marketing on yeah. their part. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen something like that. Not exactly, but I've seen something like that at other events. That's cool. So, uh, how about the popsicle run? That was this weekend. I saw the melted popsicle medals. They looked pretty neat. Yeah, that's pretty much the way I looked at the end as well. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the popsicle run is kind of a new run. It started last year during the pandemic. It was one of the first races that kind of came back. And they had staggered the uh, runners from 7.30 to 12 to keep the crowd oh. small. So, oh, 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 yeah. Okay, right. So we were thrilled to get back to running, and it was on the Halifax waterfront, oh, very flat. Sounds beautiful. Sounds beautiful. Just yeah. beautiful ocean breezes coming off, and very flat. Did I mention it was very flat? Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So uh, I was just over 27 minutes for that one. It was just wow. an amazing race. Good for you, Lori. That's a great pace. Congratulations. So when they when they offered it again, I went, oh, I'm signing up for that one. And then a yeah. month later, they said, oh, sorry, we're going to change the route. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, the first kilometer of it this year was 150 feet of elevation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt Yikes. it was a little bait and switch on me, but, but we had a great uh-huh. time and popsicles at the end. So who doesn't love that? There you go. There you go. You still had a good finish on that one, too. Were you still sub 30 on this one? Yeah, it was 29, yeah. 16, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a benchmark. That's a good run, I think. You did, yeah, you done I good, girl. Way to go. Yeah, you should be. Um, hey, doesn't have to be Disney. What's your favorite race that you've run? Okay, can I have two? Sure. Okay, well, obviously my, my first sub half marathon was pretty special. Yeah, that's a biggie. And probably the only one I shed tears on. Okay. And uh, Dopey was amazing. Yeah, Dopey is. It was yeah. so. Now that I said, I probably wouldn't do again. The sleep deprivation on that one is just terrible. It is. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It kind of puts its hooks in you. Yeah. And, uh, it does. Yeah. And I was supposed to do Paris this year so I could get oh. the castle to Chateau. Oh. Right, right, right. But of course, 
Paris mm -hmm. isn't happening this year. So as no. a replacement, I decided I was doing all of the challenge um, races this year at Disney. So I'll be back for Wine and Dine. Great. <gasps> oh, awesome. Great. I'll get to see uh, you. Yeah, quite a few of us will be there. I heard Alicia yeah. was buying margaritas, so Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, it's a shame she's not here, but yeah. she'll hear she'll hear this. <laughs> that's great, Lori. That's terrific. So that's your next Disney race. All right. Listen, uh keep it kind of short on here, but you can't escape without Allie and this time Jack hitting you up with a couple of rapid fire questions. You ready for it? I hope so. Oh, I'm sure you are. Allie, go ahead. You go first. All right. We're tag teaming you today. So my question, my first question is favorite mode of Disney transportation, bus, boat, Skyliner, or monorail? Oh, absolutely. Skyliner. Mm -hmm. That's that's my girl. Okay. For me, I love me some sweets at Disney. So Mickey Premium Bar or Dole Whip? Oh, Premium Bar. Thank you. Right? That's the right <laughs> answer. I've never had a Dole Whip. Yeah, neither do I. You, you, you I, never have no. one? No. no. Huh. <laughs> I've, I've had them. They're good. All right. We're changing that at Wine and Dine because I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Running in the heat or running in the rain? Ooh. Can it be warm in the rain? Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll take I'll take warm rain. Okay. Yeah. You're three for three. That's good. Go ahead, Jack. <laughs> wrap it up. So this is going to be a little bit harder, maybe more thought-provoking. I'm not sure, but I always think this is kind of fun. If you could create a new theme park at Disney World, what would its new theme be? Ooh, that is a hard one. Because yeah. I know at some point, I think I remember reading an article that Disney was trying to build a new theme park and they actually had plans built for a villain's theme, but oh. it never came to fruition. Can, can I pick that one? Because that one yeah. sounds really fun. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> well, the nice Canadian says, let's have a villain park. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And if you know Lexi, she's all about the Disney villains, too. So she would want to see that happen. <laughs> yeah, she's going to like that. Okay, gang. Lori, beautiful. Thank you so much. We're having such fun with these. I, I'm excited about keeping them going. Thanks for giving us your time. It was Thanks for wonderful asking getting... me. Oh, and I'll yeah. see you all at Wine and Dine. We look forward to it. Okay, great. Thanks, Lori. Uh, one more race that I saw photos, Tony, our friend, Tony, who was, no, he was not with us, but he ran the keys 100 with Adam. Tony had some technical problems. Couldn't join us. Uh, he had some great pictures of a family run, the blue, the, uh, run for the blue 5k in Dallas, Texas, by the way, Tony and Adam have signed up for the keys 100 again. And their goal this year, is to finish in 24 hours or less. And you know what? I think they'll make it. I think they learned things from last year, and I think they'll nail it this time. Okay, let's take a look at what's coming up next week. Kind of an abbreviated schedule. July 16th and 17th in the Napa Valley, Karen is running the Napa Rosé 5K on the 16th. And then on the 17th, the Napa 
to Sonoma Half Marathon. I've been out in that area. That sounds beautiful. That sounds like a gorgeous run. I'm looking forward to pictures on that. She she ran off a list of friends she's running with, Ashley, Ashley and Lindsay and Hillary and Danielle, and the list is running off the end of the page. Uh, it, I think it sounds like a great weekend. Also on July 17th, the ASICS Uplift 5K in Eugene, Oregon. Jennifer's running that, and I should have made better notes, but I believe that's on the World Championship course. It's a segment of the championship course that Jennifer's running that. We'll know for sure next week because Jennifer said she's going to join us for the expanded race report. Uh, two, one other I want to mention, the Hard Rock 100 is this weekend. Coach Twiggs will be doing that for, it's the 16th time, I believe, 100-mile road race in Colorado. Friends, there are 66,000 feet of elevation change in that thing. Let's put that in let's put that in perspective. A half marathon in feet is about 68 69,000. 66,000 feet of elevation change in a 100 mile run. Chris's goal is to do it in 40 hours. I believe well I'm, I'm never going to do it but I think my goal would be to be alive at the end and I don't care what the time is. But uh, you can track him. You can go to the Hard Rock site. You can track the blue dot moving around. Good luck, Coach Twiggs. I, I, I know for sure he's going to make it. And I'm kind of proud of him for doing it. I think that's really amazing. If you ever were curious to see what the Hard Rock 100 looks like, just watch some YouTube videos. It's probably one of the most insane 100 milers in the U.S. alone. Like, I... I that's like a dream race, but one that I would like probably do in the way future. <laughs> no, you wouldn't do that one right away because you know what the elevation. <laughs> that's true. That's you true. You only sign up for ultras when you don't know the elevation. All I do know, I think, I think it's this race where at the very end, instead of like this big finish line, there's this rock that you kiss at the very end. And it's like this yeah, monumentous right. moment, and I'm like, right. that I would cry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they run Sorry. the course clockwise one year and counterclockwise the next. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's quite an event. And people go back to it over and over again and become good friends. Again, it's something I'm not going to experience, but I certainly, certainly admire and appreciate the folks who do. Pretty amazing. Um, John, I usually ask about reviews. Uh, I think let's leave it till next week, unless we got just something you wanted to jump in there with. Yeah, I got to get this review out. Okay, good. Go ahead. It's fun and informative. Emmett Mag. Fun and informative. Listen, I discovered the Rise and Run team through a Run Disney search on Apple Podcasts and have been enjoyed listening over the last few weeks. Since listening, I was inspired to have my foot remeasured, and it turns out I was running in a shoe and a half size too small with the wrong support structure. I'm now more comfortable on my daily runs because I have the right shoe size. I am also now paying more attention to the dew point rather than the humidity percentage when it comes to the gauging the right time to run. Game changer. Thanks for all you do. Keep up the good work. So we have a dew point review, Bob. A dew point review. You're welcome. First of all, thank you so much for writing the review. I can't overstate that. I appreciate it. Hey, again, knowledge is power. If you understand what's going on. And I'm sitting here late at night in central Florida. I can tell you the two points pretty high here, but it does make a difference. And really, we talked about this really early in the show. 
Somebody talked about, it was Lexi, you said uh, training in summer leads to PRs in the fall. Part of the reason, the dew point goes down, you get more oxygen in your lungs, and it feels great. So thank you for that. So, Bob, you know what you're going to have to do every race morning when we're standing there in the corrals is announce the dew point. (laughs) Okay, I, I will take on that task, John. I promise. We had a couple milestones for the podcast this week. We're, we're proud of this. We had two different episodes go past 1,000 downloads per episode. We think that's uh, significant and a big deal. And we think credit for that goes to our terrific guests, uh, Kristen and Devin, were the first to go past. And then the very next day, Coach Twigs, part two episode went past 1,000. Now, what, what none of us understand very well is that Chris's part one is still at about 965 or 970. We're, we're not sure. <laughs> we're not sure why part two is outdoing part one, but uh, they're pretty close. So I credit our guests, but mostly I credit our listeners because you're the ones downloading and listening. So we're very grateful to you. We really appreciate it. We think back to when we started and how much this has grown, and that's because of you. So thank you so very much. All right, gang. I think it's about time to bring episode 40 to a close. Uh, No Zoom this week. Our next Zoom will be July 21st. So my friends, and if you run, you are my friend. It's been a joy spending this time with you. We look forward to it every week. Until we meet again, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.